the story behind the story. This is Billy Hallowell. So I'm here today with my friend Candace Cameron Beret. How are you? I'm great. I feel like you have the craziest schedule in the world. It's pretty it's pretty nuts, but it's going to slow down come December 1st. I'm taking the whole month off. Good, good. Celebrate the holiday, kind of yes. hang out. Well, so you've got a book, you've got a movie. Mm-hmm. You've, obviously, you have a TV show, which we know about, uh-huh. Polar House. <laughs> um, but let's I guess let's start with your book, which, you know, for those, so we're also doing a Facebook Live while we're filming this right. podcast. So those who can see, we have the book here. It's Staying Stylish. Talk to me about this book. Why'd you write it? I wrote it because it's really the, the most asked thing I get from social media. What am I wearing? How do I take care of my skin? How did I curl my hair like that? <laughs> uh, and it really is more of a lifestyle book because it's not just a book about fashion, but I do talk about beauty and skincare and then health and fitness. And most importantly for me, it's starting from the inside out. So there's a whole chapter in there too about uh, spiritual wellness and and um, finding that confidence within, and I, you know, talk about everything that works for me. So yeah, I thought that it was like the third section of the book, which I thought was really interesting. I know nothing about fashion, as you could probably <laughs> imagine, um, but I thought it was really interesting. Great. Well, thank you. But you know, getting into the prayer part and uh-huh. into sort of the you know what goes on inside of you, as you were saying, sort of the inside out. Um, you know, the section it's called health, fitness, and nourishing your spirit, which I thought right. was really interesting, right? I guess to start, because I think a lot of people struggle, a lot of Christians who are busy struggle with how to balance everyday life. You know, you get up, you start doing things, and you just kind of forget to do quiet time or pray. Or mm-hmm. like, how do you, because you have a crazy schedule, how do you find that balance? Some days I miss it completely. And, um, but I also know how important it is to me. And when I do miss it, I feel it. I know it. There's a different sense of my day. There's a different sense of uh, my confidence or even feeling balance. And I and I think that balance is kind of a myth in the sense that we juggle things and sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes we got to drop things and we can pick them back up. But, but from the inside, I don't feel balanced when I don't have that time. So it doesn't go by, you know, for more than a, a few days to realize, uh, I just don't, this isn't, right. it's Something's off. Something's not right here. It's off. And I can always go back to that. And when I'm reading the word of God, when I'm in line with uh, spending time with him and focusing on his truths and not my own emotions and my own brain, I mean, those are all important things, but I always have to hold them up to the word of God. And right. that gives me my sense of peace and and balance and and strength because I know like, hey, if I got a tough day, God's right there with me right. by my side. Yeah, you've got somebody to rely on, right? Yeah, it's exactly. there. Uh, is that hard? And I know I've asked you this before, and I think it's fascinating because your career has, since we first talked a few years ago, things have uh-huh. really changed <laughs> and they're a lot busier. And you know, Hollywood seems like every industry is hard, but it seems like a really tough industry. Is it hard to keep reminding yourself and keep that balance with all the things sort of happening in that sphere? Well, it's kind of the same answer. I mean, yes and no. I can, my days can get really busy and when I'm traveling and doing all that. And yes, they're full, but I it is instantaneous that I don't feel right when I'm when I'm not connecting with God. So it's just become 
the most important and my lifeline. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, prayer, I think in the book you talk about kind of turning to prayer more in your Mm -hmm. 20s, you know, that like Mm -hmm. kind of getting more in tune with it. What was it that made you make that sort of change at that point in your life? Um... You know, I, I love reading, so I and uh, I mostly read nonfiction books, and uh, I don't want to call them self help books, but I want to learn from something that if I'm going to invest my time in reading, I want to learn and grow, and they might not always be right for me or 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 truthful in that sense, but I tend to read a lot of Christian books, mm-hmm. and I think I might have just. Um, read a book on prayer and realized like, hey, I haven't, don't think I've tapped into how par- powerful prayer can be. And, uh, but I also know, well, I, I give that answer and yet I've seen the result of so many prayers, especially early on in my faith that I just started praying for things and some of them took several years and right. even decades. Right. But when you see the fruit of some of those smaller prayers answered, you're like, hey, is that a coincidence or is this really happening? And the more I've grown in my faith and learned and read, it's like, yeah, and there's nothing that's a coincidence. What do you think people get wrong about prayer? Because I really loved how you focused on it in the book. The focus was there explaining it. What do you think people out there, maybe not even Christians, but those mm-hmm. sort of watching Christians talk about prayer, what do you think they don't understand about it or maybe miss? That it's an open dialogue with God at any time of the day or night. That, yes, it's important for me to have quiet time. I mean, I literally roll out of bed and on my face on the floor because I just want to get in the lowest position possible to humble myself before God. But my but prayer continues on throughout my day. It doesn't have to be alone and on my knees in a in a right. room. I'm I'm I I talk out loud all the time like when I'm driving in my car, but I'm really having a conversation with God and I'm just I vent to him. There's nothing too small to talk to him about. Um, there's nothing too crazy or big idea to ask him about uh, and whether it's praise or asking for help, it's just an ongoing dialogue. And I think that people forget that, that it's only in times of need and despair that right. they want to turn to prayer. Yeah. It's like there's people who only go to church when there's a funeral or they're, they're only yeah. thinking about it's it like when you're they're... missing out. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I wonder if it's just that life gets so busy that you know people just forget and they get disconnected and they don't realize that. But I think when you do it and you experience it, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this is a really powerful... Yeah. And I'm sure my husband's really appreciative of it because I talk to God a lot more (laughs) than him having to sit through all my junk of like, this was really crappy today. (laughs) I love it. Well, and one of the things, and I know that, you know, I've written about this and I've sent you stories that we've done on it, but, you know, this notion of thoughts and prayers and how when tragedy happens, I think there's Mm -hmm. been, especially in the last year, and incre- at least maybe people are being louder about it, this sort of negative when people say, I'm praying for you, or there's an attack and or a shooting, and it's like, I'm praying, you know, everyone gets worked up, and there's like, your mm-hmm. prayers are worthless sort of mentality, or sort of this notion of, you know, well, you need to do something, like prayer is not enough. How do you react to that when you see that? Oh, you you uh, wrote it so well, that article. It was wonderful. Um, it, you know, it, it obviously, it bothers me. I, and I, I feel sad for the people that write it because, um, the first thing I think is, well, they've never experienced the power of prayer. They just don't know. And, um, 
so prayers, prayer for me is always where you start. That's the start of your solution. Then, yes, you take action. Right. You go beyond that. But if you don't start with that, there's no power behind it because yeah. God's the power. God can do anything, change anything, yeah. change hearts. Yeah. It's the heart of all of us that need to be changed. And that's where God has to get in. Yeah. And when more of us disconnect from it, you know, that's the thing. It's it's mm-hmm. sad for people, but I think mm-hmm. also collectively, you know, there's an interesting conversation to have there right. um, and a hard conversation to yeah. have there to yep. show people that value. And I think you're right. Experiencing it is one thing. Um and you can't really talk about it, I guess, until you've experienced it. So I understand why people come from that perspective. Yeah. But well, and so with that, you know, life after the view, it's been almost a year, right? Since yes. the end of the view for you. Yes. What? What? what yeah. It, I yes. think it's been around December. This, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what <laughs> What has it been like? And I know obviously you're always reading and seeing things, but what has it been like kind of having that day to day of needing to read a certain amount to be ready versus life now? Has any of that changed for you with the news? Uh. I think I I didn't want to turn my computer on or <laughs> look at my Twitter feed or any news feed for at least <laughs> four or five months after the view. It was uh, so um, it was just it was everything, and it was over. It was I mean having the homework part got right, overwhelming, right. so it was really nice to disengage for a little bit. And take a break from that. And of course, yes, I still read the news right, and course. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. staying up on on topics, but not nearly to the detail that I had to with the view. And it's nice. It feels a little bit more balanced. It feels a little bit more like myself. Right, right. Um, would you ever want to do it again, a show like that? Absolutely. I would. I, I miss it. Um, I, I mean, I'm not looking to go back on the view. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying here. But I love the format of a talk show. I would love to be that voice again. Um, but I'm really happy with where I'm at in my life. And I have, I mean, I the next few years are still really busy. Yeah. So I would never, I, I couldn't manage doing that again with Fuller right, House and right. the movies and the all this, all the other stuff that I do. But if... I hope there's another time in my life that I will get to do that because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and yeah. And it challenged me. I like my brain to work. That was really challenging. And um, I like that. I want to continue to grow and learn as I get older. I don't right. think it's just about being comfortable in life. Well, and, and what's interesting is I think we live in a time where people isolate a little bit. Like mm-hmm. we're kind of all moving into our own groups and mm-hmm. it's happening, it, and which is funny because we have social media, like the opposite should be happening. Right. We should all actually be interacting more. Yep. And I could be wrong. I just feel like we're kind of pulling back. And you were going into an environment where you generally, um, you know, not always, but we're like the only person who believed and thought the way that you were thinking, mm-hmm. right? Um, what is that like? And what advice would you have for other people based on putting yourself in that position maybe that they might want to consider for themselves? Not to doubt yourself. It's okay to be the only one in the room that thinks like that. And it's not weird. And, uh, you don't have to be ashamed of it because I know that's it's our tendency to just shy away from wanting to share with people when we know they're not going to agree with us. But then it closes us off. And uh, my my encouragement is to know know what you believe. You don't have to have all the answers. I certainly don't have all the answers, uh, but 
But invest the time to know what you believe. So if you do have those conversations, you're you're confident and you're comfortable. You can talk about it. But I hope that you are part of the solution in terms of a good representation of what you believe. Yeah. Because uh, with so many negative people or or people from the that aren't Christians that can look at Christians negatively, well, show them that that's. That's not how everyone is. Right. Show them what's di- what's different and why. Be a good, be the light of Christ. Right. Exactly. Give the good example, and not. I think the yes. media always has a chance to point to the bad examples because there are enough of them. Right. You know, and obviously most Christians are not Westboro Baptist Church, right? So, right. You know, like I know, but why do they always go to right, them? As right. The why example? are they? It's why like, are they come out on. there? Um, well, so you also have a movie um, on November twenty sixth on Hallmark Channel, Switched for Christmas. Tell yes. me about that. So this is my sixth Hallmark Christmas movie. A half and a dozen, that's crazy. I know. I love Christmas movies. <laughs> I love making them so much. <laughs> I have just, I've said I'm the Christmas queen. What, I've just given you, myself the title. I have to interrupt you and ask, this. when do you film it? Like, when do you film, the, well, when did you film this one, for instance? I just filmed this in September, which was crazy. I mean, I'm still, because I'm, a, I pr- a producer on it too. So I'm still right now getting edits and final like color corrections and our special effects. Even today, I'm getting sent the emails to go over it. And we are a week away, less than right. a week away from it airing. And it's not even locked yet, That's <laughs> which crazy. is crazy. But because of my fuller house schedule, I wasn't able to shoot it earlier. A lot of times the Christmas movies are shot in June and July. And which is what August, I thought. Right. But Isn't mine that weird? Was, I mean, it's like, even in September because it's like you're not th- you're thinking like back to school. You're thinking, you know, yeah. You're in, or in the summer you're thinking summer. What? How do you get in the I'm Christmas so spirit? I'm so used to it because <laughs> it's been so many years in a row. But it doesn't it doesn't take much once you see the Christmas decorations right, or so. Yeah, totally in. <laughs> I'm all about Christmas. I love it. Uh, but so, you play two. You play two yes. roles. So okay. in Switched for Christmas, I'm playing identical twin sisters, and they have two very different lives. One is single in the corporate world. The other one is a suburban mom and a school teacher. But both of them think that the grass is a little greener on the other side, that their their sister's life is easier. So they switch places. And um, it's a fun romantic comedy, you know, with Christmas themes and and my daughter's in it. She's playing my daughter in the movie. That's really she cool. she did a great job. Was that your yeah. first time working together on a movie because I know yes. you've done appearances and stuff together. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That must have been really cool for her and for you. It was. Yeah. I had a you know, I'm was oh I'm nervous as a mom because you're like, oh man, that's my kid. Like yeah. I, know, I yeah. hope they're okay. Yeah, exactly. I hope they're doing a good job and uh and that they don't embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she would but though. She's no, she's got a no, great we've had her here before for an interview. She's great. Yeah, she's really great. And um it was fun. I mean, I had a blast and it was so nice. It was the first time I ever had any family with me while I was shooting a movie because usually I, I shot that one in Utah and I'm usually in Vancouver or just somewhere that's not at home. So it was so wonderful to have her with me the whole movie. It felt really good. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice to be able to to be able to do that. So any final thoughts or anything you want to share for Staying Stylish? Because this is, again, for those watching... Here's the book, and it's out um, tomorrow, the 21st. Yeah, right? in stores tomorrow, but you can get it online today. Um, you know what? I, I I hope you love this all. You know this book as much as I do. It was um, 
I think in as a Christian, some people think like, oh, is it all this fluffy stuff about staying stylish? But um, yes, there's some of that for sure. But there's a lot of good um, grounded information in it. And again, it's not just about fashion. It's about it's about kind of holistically living and feeling put together. And I don't know if you're a mom and you have little kids. I know that's like the the time that I felt like fashion was out the door and you kind of let <laughs> yourself to survive. go. Yeah, <laughs> and which is mode. all fine and good. You can, but there's lots of little tips and tricks that I've learned over the years. And I, I feel like it's that book you can just keep going back to time and time again, throw it on your, you know, on a coffee table or just a shelf somewhere and Give Even a, a good book list in there. You put the books that you like. There were some ones that I liked on there too. Yeah, like, this is a I've good got book list. travel tips in mm-hmm. there of how to pack. I'm well. You've like, traveled enough. Uh, I mean, this is, you, a you lot. know, you yes. know how to do it. I yeah, love it. Organization. There's all kinds of stuff in there. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, thanks for having really me. Really appreciate it. <laughs>